We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the Rotor Gunners Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is November 7th, it's 2019. And we're here to talk about week 10 of the NFL. We were just joking and laughing pre-show because it's already week 10, Will. Like, football season comes and it takes forever to get here. And then all of a sudden it's here and it just flies by. So, um, joined today by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing great, and I mean, I, I, I couldn't second that uh, more. Week 10, you know, you think we probably got a, another good month and a half of good season football, depending on where the, the standings are, you know, the last week. You know, a lot of teams are going to be resting players, and then before you know it, it's, it's the Super Bowl. So, I, you know, let's, let's see if we can, we can put together a good, a good run here at the end. Um, let's see if we can run good old two gun down. I mean, three time millionaire maker winner. Uh, we got some work to do. Let's see if we can hit this thing three weeks in a row and just go ahead and catch up now. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump in. We got a lot to talk about. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com, the only rake free DFS site out there. They have a $300,000 Hooters main event contest for football this weekend. $25 buy-in on that. $4, $52,000 wishbone. They have big double-ups at the $5 and $10 level, including the $25 level as well. So plenty of ways to get action over there on Fantasy Draft. If you're a single-entry person, they have a single-entry $100. They have a single-entry $50. If you like to play the higher stakes, they have a three-entry max $300 tournament. Um, so a bunch of stuff. Plenty of stuff, whether you're a low-stakes or high-stakes player. 
make sure you're checking them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. And um, one of the reasons that we come to you guys each and every day and um, appreciate you guys listening. So let's get into it. We'll start with Thursday night football. We got some showdown slate to play here. We got the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, it should be a fun one here. Two, you know, California teams, two teams that don't have to travel a lot here. And um, one of the defenses that stinks. Um, let's start with the Chargers here, Will. When we're looking at it, you know, Oakland allowing the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, and the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, hard to talk me off of any of these plays for the Chargers. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I, I think my number one Charger is, is going to be Keenan Allen. Um, you know, he. You know, if you kind of look at matchup charts, and I, I know matchups on everything, but uh, he, he's got a pretty good one here this week. You know, uh, we've got a great tool that can kind of give you some numerical value in terms of, you know, who's ranked the highest week to week. And Keenan, Keenan Allen is number four on that list. And so in terms of showdown, um, I'm really interested in, in – in playing Cap, Caps and Keenan this week, um, I, I think he would be, you know, a, a primetime target. Uh, could be on pace here for, you know, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and for a guy like him, if he gets over 100 yards, he may even have 10 catches to get there. So I, I like him a lot. I think he's he's one of my favorites. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon finally got it done for us last week. I think we kind of brought him up. Um, you know, he's another guy that, you know, I think, you know, if, if you look at this type of slate, he, he could get in the box two or three times. And so, so Allen and, and Gordon, the guys that I like, I wish, I wish, you know, I wish we could just peg the production on him and Eckler. And maybe this is a spot where you almost play them both and hope Eckler still gets his catches and, and Gordon gets in the end zone. Uh, but those three guys on the offense, I like them a lot. Mike Williams is going to get his. I mean, you know, I don't talk about everybody, but, Allen, Eckler, Gordon, those are some of my favorites here in this matchup for the captain's spot. Yeah, like, I, and don't forget about Hunter Henry. Um, you know, yeah. the, the touchdown equity is really high in this matchup for Henry. He's getting a ton of targets. I love Hunter Henry in this spot. He's another guy that I'm considering as a captain play. Um, Melvin still getting more snaps than Eckler, but I agree with you. I think Eckler's a really interesting play here on a showdown slate, um, just to be different. And you know, don't mind the kicking situation. Probably not going to play the defense here. But there's one other guy that I want to mention just because he's 300 bucks, 300 or is he $200 because I'm looking at the captain. Um, Patton, uh, you know, Andre Patton, like he's going to be the number three wide receiver in this game for the Chargers. Now, Eckler and Henry are more likely the three wide receiver than Patton, but we're going to get a guy here for 200 bucks that's going to play some snaps um, because of injuries. There's a lot of injuries here when it comes to this Chargers offense. Inman's out. Benjamin's out. Davis is hurt now. Um, so, like, Andre Patton's going to be the third wide receiver. We don't need him to do much, you know, and it's really just to fit everything else in. This is going to be one of those slates where it's a fit-me-in type of slate for me. So, I just wanted to mention Patton. Um, let's go to the Raiders side of things here. You know, obviously like Josh Jacobs has looked really good this season. He's been a guy that we've really been able to trust. This run defense has not been great. They're 25th in DVOA. They're 23rd in DVOA against the pass and 26th in DVOA overall. Like this is a game that should, 
should get some really solid production just all around. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and I can't say enough how much I like to pull up this DVOA chart at the beginning of the week and just look at it because sometimes, you know, you can really just overlook something by just not pulling up the chart. Yeah, we know Miami's bad. Yeah, we know Cincinnati stinks. But if you're not paying any attention, you know, you kind of don't realize that the Chargers really haven't been good on defense, you know, overall. And like you said, man, you know, 26 in, in DVOA overall, uh, you know, this is going to be another attackable spot here. So it's a short week. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting both teams to be able to move the ball. That's just kind of a rule of thumb for me. I don't care how good a team is, i.e. the San Francisco 49ers, anybody can put up points on a short week. And so uh, I definitely think the Raiders are, are, are a good side to attack. I do like Captain Allen. You know, like I said, he is, he is my, my favorite target. Uh, but if I had to go through the Raiders, um, you know, obviously we, we look at Waller. And, and, and I think they could possibly get the job done. I think more people are going to be on the, uh, the Chargers side than they are Oakland just because we keep seeing receivers destroy Oakland. Uh, but really, you know, the, the Chargers haven't been been as, as be, been much better. So I really like Waller here. I think he would be my, my, my big-time captain from the other side. Uh, I don't mind Jacobs, but I think Jacobs is on the outside looking in for me in terms of captain play this week. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Renfro is starting to kind of emerge as a guy that is going to get some targets. You know, he's, he's seen an uptick the past two weeks. He's another sneaky play, I think. Uh, and I don't think he'll get as much traction in the captain as well. My favorite play on the slate, favorite play. I'm going to play 20 to 25 teams on FanDuel and DraftKings for the showdown slate. On DraftKings, I will play Zay Jones probably on every single team. It, well, probably 75% because I want to play like 25% patent. Um, but I love Zay Jones here. Like he, he's my guy. He played 90% of the snaps. Renfro played 50%. He ran 25 routes, which was 57% on, like, everything just points to Zay Jones being the value play on this slate. He's 2,600. And, like, Casey Hayward's likely going to shadow Tyrell, right? Like, Hayward shadows every week. So, if we had to pick, he's going to shadow – Tyrell Williams and not Zay Jones and Desmond King's in the slot. So like Waller and Zay Jones should have a field day here and that's how they should move the ball with Josh Jacobs as well. So I love Zay Jones here. Like he's my guy. Like I'm always willing to go all in on a value play on these showdown slates and Zay Jones is my guy. Oh yeah. I I totally get it. I I love that strategy, which I I don't mind going all in on, on anybody if I, if I feel strongly about it but yeah especially your value plays you just get so much more leverage on the field um you know if the field hasn't been 20 percent and you're at 100 percent i mean and he goes off you're just going to shoot to the top of the leaderboard so i'm with you 100 percent. let's do it zay do do your thing um <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to the main slate here and get started on it we start with arizona at tampa um, one of the best games on the entire slate is where Oof. we're going to get started with uh, 51 total tampa's favored by four and a half in this game you know when we're looking at the cardinals well we've been talking about it we've been talking about it all year and it's no secret at this point this is a funnel defense. You have got to throw the football against Tampa Bay. They have the number one DVOA against the run. They have stopped a ton of good running backs. 
like, look what they've done against Christian McCaffrey. If you want to look at Christian McCaffrey is having an MVP type of season, and look what they did against him. Um, I, I think this is an excellent spot to load up on a guy like Christian Kirk. Kyler Murray is interesting. What's your thoughts when it comes to Arizona? Well, first of all, let me just say that, you know, usually, man, I really do try to pass on what I feel like is going to be the most popular football game. Um, I kind of view the most popular football game similar to Coors Field. Um, if you guys have listened to me, I typically fade Coors. And typically when we have a high total game, I like to just get my exposure elsewhere and, and see if I could, you know, pass a few people along the way. I don't think I can do it this week, though, man. <laughs> I and, and listen, I'm – I, I like the fade team chalk more than anybody in terms of the chalky game, but this week I, I just don't think I can do it. I think this is a game of fireworks. Uh, I the Arizona side, I think Christian Kirk's probably my favorite. He's almost my favorite receiver on the slate. Um, you know, in a spot like this, you know, I'm looking back to Week Eight where he got you know 34.4% target share. That doesn't necessarily mean it mean it was 10 targets, um, but I. It was 11 targets, but I I think this is a week where we could really see an uptick in those targets because I think they're going to have to throw to win this game. So Christian Kirk, man, um, he's very affordable across all sites. One of my favorite plays on the week, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. This, this just screams a spot where you, you can almost stack this whole game and rent Kirk and Fitzgerald together. Uh, I do wish Fitzgerald was more stabilized getting, you know, around eight targets a game, but – in this spot, they, they may need him, so I, I don't mind him. And then sneakily, this is just a random kind of conviction play, if you will. Uh, Max Williams, Charles Clay, one of these guys is getting in this week. I think one of them, you know, is going to have maybe a three-catch, 40-yard game and a touchdown. Not sure which one, but, but, but I think you get your exposure there. They said David Johnson. David Johnson has guaranteed us that he's going to play this week. Uh, whatever that means. If he's bad, I, I think we're going to get lower ownership on him, and which means I'm very interested in a running back that's probably going to catch six to seven passes for possibly 67 yards, and 60 or 70 yards in a touchdown. So um, that's just kind of where I'm at. And then obviously, Kyler Murray, you know, just get your exposure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I like the Max Williams call. Like this team – Two of the worst teams against tight ends in football, uh, playing up against each other. Like, two teams that, like, this game should be a lot of passing. Like, there should be a yeah. lot of throwing in this game. Like, um, you know, we'll go over here to the Tampa side of things. And I agree with you on Christian Kirk. And, like, for what it's worth, I've been playing Fitz all year. I'm not going to stop. Like, and I think he's not a good play. I'm just pot committed at this point. Like, if Fitz <laughs> scored two touchdowns, I would throw my mouse. So, I, I need to have him in there. So, yeah. Um. As far as the other side of this game, like Mike Evans, um, you know, has gotten a lot of the majority of the targets recently. Like when we're looking at target share, he had 37% last week compared to Godwin's 21%. The week before that, he had 28.5 to Godwin's 19%. He's at 28% on the season. Godwin's at 24% of the season. I think they're both still very viable. Um, you know, the tight end situation, you you want to play tight ends against Arizona. Um, I, I don't hate anything here. Like, I, I like Winston. I, I like the wide receivers. I don't mind if Howard plays. I don't mind him as a tournament flyer. But 
really it's odd it's it's Evans, it's Godwin, it's Winston for me. Yeah, man, for sure. And, and the crazy thing about it, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Stevie, because this is something this is something that just really stood out to me this week. So last week, Mike Evans had 37% of the targets, which was 16 targets. Chris Godwin had 20% of the targets. It was nine. The week before, Mike Evans had 28%. It was 12 targets. And Godwin had 19%, and it was eight. My point is, both of these guys are just getting most of the targets. So, you know, even though Godwin's not getting double digits, I mean, he's approaching 10 targets pretty much every game. Uh, maybe this shifts a little bit this week to even, even, even a 50-50 or a little bit more 60-40 in Godwin's favor. In the event that Patrick Peterson scares Jameis in the slightest to not throw to him as much, um, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but my point is, man, I, I've talked about it, you know, I think two or three pods in a row. I, I think this is the week I'm just going to run them both out with Jameis or run them both out and run Murray and, uh, and Kirk on the other side. I'm telling you right now, I just – I can't fade this game. I'm getting all my – most of my exposure from this one. Uh, receivers, quarterbacks, you name it, game of the week. Yeah, and I just want to throw this out there too. Bashard Perryman is a very interesting tournament flyer here. He's 3K, yes. minimum salary. He had eight targets last week, but I'm not looking at the targets. I'm looking at the fact that he ran 34 routes. Mike Evans ran 38. Godwin ran 41. This is two weeks in a row that he has just run a ton of routes. So, if Perryman – Perryman's 3K. Uh, if you're playing large field tournaments and you're playing a bunch of teams, I think you have to have some exposure to Pashard Berryman here in this game just because – and, like, you could do it, like, you could do Winston, Evans, or Godwin, and then have Perryman as, like, a third piece of your stack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he's just so cheap. And if he does score a touchdown, like, you're, you're cruising. So, just wanted to throw that one out there before we moved on. We got the Chiefs and the Titans, 48.5 total here. Kansas City's favored by 3.5. Um, it sounds like Patrick Mahomes is going to play in this game. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Chiefs? Yeah, man, I, I like the Chiefs. If 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 old Patty Mahomes is in there, Mr. Ketchup on his steak himself, if he's in the game, uh, I, I, I think you get your exposure because this office is really going to open up. Not that they haven't been playing okay w- without him, but, you know, you'll really see a lot more of the downfield throws, uh, you know, say Matt Stafford 2.0, 3.0, however you want to name it. They'll push the ball down the field a little bit more as long as he's healthy and they can protect him. Um, and that's kind of my only concern. You know, he might have to throw the ball away a little bit more. I don't think they want him to take too many unnecessary hits. Uh, but outside of that, I, I think this is this is another good spot. Tyreek Hill just continues to uh, produce week in, week out. It doesn't matter if he's getting five targets, eight targets, ten targets. The guy's a uh, just wide receiver extraordinaire. Um, Sammy Watkins is still very involved. In this offense, I mean, 29% target share. I know it was Matt Moore, but, I mean, he's still very involved. Hasn't had really a breakout performance since week one. I think he's another guy that you look at. And then, of course, you know, Mr. Travis Kelsey. Um, I would consider him and Waller probably two of the safer tight end plays, you know, for the season. Obviously, you can get your exposure to him as well. I will be fading the running game completely. Yeah, I don't really like the running game here either. Um, Tennessee has really struggled against the run recently, but they're still third in DVOA against the run. They're still a very good run defense. So I don't think I want to play Mahomes here. Um, 
maybe on a few game stacks, but realistically, I'm probably not going to play a lot of Pat Mahomes here. And like, it has nothing to do with him. It's just more of like, I think his rushing upside is going to be limited here. Uh, like you were saying, and like his price range, like I could play Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati for 300 more. I could play Winston against Arizona for $200 cheaper. Breeze against Atlanta for $300 cheaper. Like there's just, I feel like there's better pieces to the puzzle here than Pat Mahomes. Now, Granted, Will, we open up lineup HQ on Sunday morning and Patrick Mahomes is sitting at like 5% ownership, then like that changes it. But really, it's it, it's Hill. Um, I like Watkins a lot just because of his price. Uh, and then you can play Travis Kelsey any week. He's a guy that has double digit or double touchdown upside in any matchup. So don't mind him. On the Tennessee side of things, you know, obviously I think that, you know, our boy Tannehill is kind of in play here. Uh, we've already He's talked getting about it done lot. every week, man. He's, he is, and, like, he's 5,100 still. He's gone 23, 19, and 28 in three straight games, and his price went down after the matchup against – and, again, he had a rushing touchdown. That's going to help. But take the rushing touchdown off the board. He still puts up 22 fantasy points. 22. And his price, his price went down. Like, I think Tannehill is another guy you can, you know, potentially look at in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't feel as comfortable fading that first game this week as – I usually am in terms of a fade. Uh, but what I will say is my backup game is definitely KC Tennessee. Uh, you know, you, you've got a spot here where if Kansas City really gets going, and it's kind of like what I talked about last week when I said I felt like the uh, Panthers game and the Titans game would be a little bit more, more scoring than maybe what Vegas. I disagree with Vegas. You know, and, and the Titans got behind. And sure enough, you look at Tannehill's game log, and he put up 331 yards passing, threw two interceptions, threw a touchdown, ran in a touchdown. And I think this is a similar spot this week, uh, especially in terms of the way Kansas City plays football. They don't run the ball a whole lot. I mean, they run it, but they don't run it as much as Carolina's going to run it. And they're going to push the ball down the field. And so if they end up with a 21-0 lead within – first or second quarter, the Tennessee is going to really have to push the pace here. This is my second favorite game on the week, and we're talking about back-to-back. Uh, Hill, obviously 5,100. I think he's probably the best value quarterback. I honestly think you can pair Tannehill with Derrick Henry this week. Kansas City, they're not really going to stop anybody. And then on the other side, A.J. Brown, 4,300. Uh, had seven targets last week, four catches. For 81 yards, I I just I think this is another great spot, man. AJ Brown, Corey Davis, I know I had to have the questionable tag didn't didn't practice. If he's out, then you know you'll get guys like Tajay Tajay Sharp and, and Humphreys who's getting targets as well. And then uh, if if Walker happens to be out, he didn't practice today. Then this is a definitely another week I would go back to John Lewis Smith. I would hop right back on the train. Uh, but th- this team should be playing from behind should be able to put up the points. Really like this game as well. Yeah, I think it's a huge upgrade to Tennessee's offense that Pat Patrick Mahomes is playing in this game. So, um, you know, Corey Davis dealing with a hip injury. I like the A.J. Brown call. Uh, he's a guy that I have written down. Humphreys obviously would be kind of like a DraftKings play, possession yes. guy. Um, Sharp would be your, your touchdown kind of upside type of guy. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown with Tannehill in two of the last three games. So, um, if if Davis doesn't play, he's interesting, and if Walker doesn't play, Smith is very interesting here as well. So a lot of a lot of ways to attack Tennessee, a lot of ways to, um, like another one, um, like 
another situation like is just playing Tannehill by himself. He's spreading it out a lot too. So I don't mind him naked, maybe running back with like Tyree Hill and Watkins or somebody or something, something along those lines. But a lot yeah. of different ways to attack this one. I'm with you. I like this game a lot. Buffalo at Cleveland, 40 and a half total here. Cleveland favored by two and a half in this game. Um, anything standing out to you here on the Bills? Man, this is going to be a quick one. That's why I spent all my time on those other games. Uh, listen, Cleveland hasn't been playing good defense. I think Josh Allen is okay, but I'm just not thrilled about this game. Uh, you know, Singletary is, is priced up a little bit more now. Um, you know, John Brown is priced up a little bit more now. So, um, I mean, Singletary is 5K on DK, but but still, I, I, just, I just think there are better things I can do this week. So this game, or this side, I think it's going to be a scratch-off, despite the fact that Cleveland hasn't been great. I, I just don't think there's enough there for, for me to warrant playing them over anybody in the first two games we talked about. Going to be a pass for me on the Bills this week. Um, I love Singletary. I talked about him last week. I really liked him last week. Um, he ended up crushing last week. I didn't have enough yes. exposure, like – you know, the the value opened up and, like, he was one of the guys that I moved a lot of exposure off of and I still kind of regret it because he just absolutely crushed last week. And, like, him getting 20 attempts last week is just telling us, like, he's the guy. It's not Frank Gore anymore. Singletary played 70% of the snaps for the second straight week. He's the guy. He's healthy. He's the guy. So, I love Singletary in this matchup. Cleveland is a run defense that's very exploitable. So, um, I think he's very in play here at 5K because honestly, Will, like when we're looking at running back this week, we don't have a ton of these like four to 5K guys that we can play. There's a few, but I think Singletary is very much in play. Um, more of a DraftKings play because of the, the catching upside. But And I don't ever hate playing John Brown because of his like upside, but honestly, I don't love this side of this game. I like Singletary a lot um, because like he's just going to be on the field. Whether it's, you know, if they're behind, if the, there's not a game flow in Singletary coming off the field uh, with his pass-catching ability. So, uh, the Cleveland side of things, like, you know, on paper, we really want to play Nick Chubb here. Like, the Buffalo run defense has been awful. They're 30th in DVOA against the run. But, like, Chubb is expensive. He's 7K, and this is the week that we've all been kind of waiting to see what happens with Kareem Hunt. Um what do we do here? Like, do we think it's going to be like 70-30 or do we think it's going to be more like 60-40? Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to assume that Freddie Kitchens isn't telling the truth. And I'm going to assume that they give Kareem Hunt the Duke Johnson role for now. And what I mean is Chubb is probably out there 80% and maybe Kareem Hunt is out there 20%. If that is the case, Kareem Hunt at 3K is still probably worth it. Uh, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I think – I don't really want to play him, but I think at this type of value, I just think you, you take a shot. I, I don't trust the fact that um, Kareem Hunt is going to be crazy involved. I mean, all, all he said was definitely will definitely have a role. I don't think he's going to have a, a crazy large role this week. But I think at 3K, I, I wouldn't play him in my main team, but um, I would definitely sprinkle him in. He, he's just too cheap. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that clears up that situation for me. 
my favorite play on this side of the ball is definitely Odell Beckham. I know Jarvis Landry has really been, been getting the targets, and, and I totally get it. But I just think the price is get, getting down there now where OBJ is just too cheap. And I think that that's what I have to think about. It's kind of a price and force here. Uh, if you would have told me that, you know, OBJ was 6,100, uh, I think we'd all be fire, firing him up in our lineups. I just think that's too cheap. I, I, I like OBJ this week. Got to get him the ball. Like, you just got to get him the ball. He's too much of a playmaker. Like, yeah, there's no reason Landry should have 13 targets and Odell Beckham have six on any given week. Um, I still want to play some Landry. He's 4,900. He's been yeah, crushing in, in the target share, but, like, I'm with you. Odell Beckham is too cheap for his talent. Um, so let's just assume that Kareem Hunt gets Hillard's role, which is about 35% tar- 35% of the snaps where Chubb's been playing around 70% still. Uh, they've been on the field a little bit together. So say he gets 35% um, and he, say he gets five-ish, five to eight carries – two to five targets, I think he could pay off the 3K price tag. I don't think that's a crazy thing, but also it's going to depend on his ownership because I, I've already seen a ton of people talking about how Kareem Hunt's 3K. So, um, oh, with this high, I, I mean, I, there's no way I play him. I, I don't think he's going to have a – you know, I mean, if he gets the Hill, Hilliard role, the only thing that would boost him up is if he fell into the end zone twice at the goal line. So, I, I'm with you. I don't trust Kitchens for a second either. Like if right. if Chubb is struggling to get it going and Hunt's running really good, we could see Hunt take a ton of carries from Chubb, and which makes zero sense to us. But who knows? So <laughs> moving on, we got Baltimore at Cincinnati, forty-five and a half total here. Baltimore's favored by nine and a half in this game, uh, probably too low. <laughs> like, um, man, like. Lamar Jackson's just in play every week, but this just seems like a, a spot you can play just about whatever you want, whether it be Ingram. How do you approach this with their 27.5-point total? Man, I'm just going to pull out this in the handy-dandy DVOA chart, and you look across the board, this team is really no better than the Miami Dolphins. And honestly, I, I think this is a spot where I, I think you I think you just play – Jackson naked because I don't know which receiver he's going to get to. Um, and, and if, you know, if he has 150 rushing yards, I'm not expecting that this week. Um, you know, the more I think about it, Stevie, we may need to treat this like the, like the week one when they played against Miami. And if you look at what he did against Miami, it was ridiculous. I mean, he barely ran the ball. And I don't, this doesn't seem like a week where he's going to have to run. Now, will he run a few times? Yes. I think he's got more passing upside this week. Um, so initially, you know, as you can guys can see, my initial thoughts were to just kind of play Jackson and Ingram together. But th- this may be a week where we see Marquise Brown get loose at 5,100. Um, I know that I still think he was hurt and they're trying to limit him. But at 5,100, I think you take a shot this week. Andrews, his price is uh, back down to where it's a lot more reasonable. I mean, he was 4,700 last week. He hadn't been expensive, but – um, on FanDuel, I think he was more expensive, but, uh, you know, he's another guy and then Boyle is Boyle going to get involved. I don't know. He's 2,500. Um, maybe you take a shot on him if you think they get him more involved, but, uh, overall Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, need I say more? 
Yeah, like Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram. Those are the three pieces. I don't think I want to touch the tight end situation right now. They've been a lot more run heavy recently, which is why Nick Boyle has been playing more and more snaps. Um, so that that's one of the reasons that Mark Andrews' production has gone down. Like, you look at it, the routes for Andrews are still right there with Nick Boyle and Hurst, but, like, his snaps are way down um, yeah. because he's just not as good of a, a run-blocking tight end as those other two guys. So, um and then, like, on the Cincinnati side, like, A.J. Green expected to be activated here. Um, and we have Ryan Finley making his first start. Can't be worse than a good old um, <laughs> a good old Andy Dalton. Um, how, how do we want to approach this one with Finley back there? Uh, <laughs> just, oh, uh, I, I think A.J. Defense. Green – I think <laughs> – yeah. I think A.J. Green just needs to go ahead and – Pack up the bags and come on back home to Carolina. He's he's local. He's from Charleston. Uh, just go ahead and 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 get traded to to the Panthers and, and let's let's work. Let's strike a deal here. Um, I I don't think AJ Green is going to play this week. I if he does, I think he's going to be very limited. He didn't even practice today. And look, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think AJ wants to play. It's an ankle uh, thing now too, right? Like it's something completely yeah. different. Like yeah, yeah, it's so ankle. I don't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> injury is what it is. So I, I, I think if if they're shutting down Dalton, you might as well shut down AJ Green as well. So I, I, I'm not on a single Bengal. Once again, it comes out again. Um, de- definitely in in line for some Baltimore Ravens defense this week. Yeah, like uh, honestly, if you if I'm gonna be loading up on Baltimore, which I probably am gonna have, you know, good exposure to Lamar and Ingram and Hollywood Brown, I, I'll I'll run it back on some teams with like a Tate, a Boyd, Tyler Eifert. Like he ran 38 routes in their game before, um, before the break. So like the fact that they think he's healthy enough to do that, and the fact that they didn't trade him before the deadline, which was very shocking to me because I know the Patriots were very serious about him. Um, he's 3K. Like, I- I'm looking for some cheap guys this week, and I think Eifert is is definitely a guy you could potentially play here. Um, but, yeah, it- it's not a game you want to have too much exposure to. And we see – will we see young quarterbacks look at tight ends and-, and easy throws, which could benefit, like, Boyd and Eifert? Yeah, I mean – Could benefit totally the ba- Baltimore defense, too. <laughs> I totally get it. I – I'm not playing a single bingo. Can't yeah, do it. It's probably probably the good idea. <laughs> New York versus New York. The Giants and the Jets, 43 and a half total here. Giants favored by two and a half in this game. Uh, what do we like here on the Giants? Yeah, man, this this is another spot. I, I think I think this is a good week for, for the passing game. Um, you know, when we look at the Giants, this is I mean, this is about as good as it's gonna bring Gifford and probably out of the past few weeks outside of maybe the Arizona defense. Uh, Saquon, um, I, I think I'd rank, rank him over McCaffrey this week just because of the price. Um, I think this is a great spot for him, um, you know, and, and, and Golden Tate is still, still a guy that I like. Uh, not sure what's going to become of, of uh, Mr. Ingram. Are, are, we, are we completely he's sure out. he's going to be out? He's, he's, he's out completely. Yeah, the, he's um, not playing. Yeah, I mean, well, if that's the case, then – Elson. I mean, I said it was considered week to week. So, all right, yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I mean, maybe we look at uh, Mr. Rhett Ellison out of this game, but 
even he's 5K on, on, on FanDuel and then on DK. He he's mid-salary on DraftKings. 2-5. Red Ellison, you may be able to dial him up this week at, at, at that price. So, um, yeah, it's probably Jones, uh, Barkley, Tate, and then a sprinkle of Red Ellison for me. Yeah, Ellison had seven targets in the game that Ingram missed against the Patriots earlier this season, and that was against the Patriots. This is against the Jets. Much different matchup. Um, <laughs> love Golden Tate in this matchup. Love Barkley yes. in this matchup. Those are your guys you want to target. I don't hate Daniel Jones in this game because of his price, if I'm considering going down on price. Um, we saw Fitzmagic tear apart this defense last week, and – it, honestly, I just I like Tannehill more. But if Tannehill's going to be chalk, I don't mind looking at Daniel Jones. But really, it's Barkley, it's Tate, it's Ellison. And then on the Jets side of things here, uh, obviously we're waiting on Lev Bell news. Um, I think that's something that we're waiting on. But even if Lev Bell plays, I probably won't play a lot of him here. He's been very disappointing this year. Yeah, and, you know, to be honest, I, I feel like he's been trying to play hard. It's just the the jet stake, and you know he has he finally able to... he finally got the targets and stuff last week. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that's another thing too. If he was, you know, approaching eight or nine targets a game, that would have helped his floor a lot. Um, but they they haven't been utilizing him the way Pittsburgh's been utilizing him, and the Jets just stake. Now I'm saying that, but. You know, I don't think I'd play Sam Darnold, but I think I'd definitely get exposure to Robbie Anderson this week. Um, you know, Jameson Crowder had a big game, but Robbie Anderson is still, you know, one big play away from being in a, in a, in a Millie Maker lineup. So I don't think I'm going to play a whole bunch of Jets just because Sam Darnold has just shown me week after week now when you can't move the ball efficiently against the Miami Dolphins, I, I have to hop off the train. And so um, he's off the rails, and so is this team. But Robbie Anderson is still a guy. If he, if he catches a big 80-yard bomb, he could pay it off in one play. So I think you get exposure to him. I'm not playing anybody else from the Jets. I love – I love Jamison Crowder this week if Le'Veon Bell does not play. I love Crowder if Bell doesn't play. I still like Crowder if Bell plays. Corey Ballantine is the slot corner for the Giants, and he is – awful like I could catch balls against him I could catch balls against you could him. yes um but I with I'm with you on the uh, Robbie Anderson side I think that Janoris Jenkins doesn't usually travel uh, or, or or shadow and DeAndre Baker on the other side he's terrible too so like this is a really good matchup to attack the Jets passing game if you're playing Barkley and Tate and those guys you can run it back with these guys and you don't have to play the quarterbacks in this situation that's why I really like about this game too um, yeah. They're good counter pieces to other stacks. Uh, anything else from this one, Will? No, sir. All right, let's go to New Orleans where we got Atlanta visiting the Saints. Uh, 51 total here. New Orleans favored by 13 in this game. They have a 32-point implied total, which puts them at the highest implied total on the slate. Uh, let's talk Falcons first. Uh, it sounds like Matt Ryan's going to play. Um, can we get Matt Schwab? Like, that, that, was, that was better for me. <laughs> like yeah, uh, Matt all, all like honestly, all joking aside, Matt Schwab did what what Matt Ryan has failed to do all year. He locked into Julio Jones. That's what you have to do every week if you're Atlanta. Yeah, and not only that, he threw for over 400 yards. I mean, jeez, what a performance by old man Schwab. Uh, 
I will say this. I, I think I think Julio's in play this week. I I have the the uh, Cardinal guys and uh, the Buccaneer guys right ahead of Julio this week, only because of the game flow and script together. But obviously, Julio is better than most receivers in the league. Um, I think you definitely get exposure to him if, if, if you're multi-entering because I'm expecting him to be behind. Hopefully the coverage will get a little softer as the game goes along. Even if it's not, Julio can still pick apart a zone or man coverage or bracket coverage. It doesn't matter to guys. Uh, he's, just, he's just a fantastic talent. So Julio, Julio, Julio. Uh, Calvin Ridley, if, if you want exposure to the game, I mean, he's going to keep his, you know, five to ten targets. You know, and ten is, ten is a stretch. But he's still he's going to be between five and eight, and so you know if you're thinking about really, I think you like him. Um, I, I think you take a stab on him, and then Austin Hooper, the de facto wide receiver number two of this team. Even though I know really's on the outside, Hooper gets more targets than everybody except Julio. Uh, I think you got to get him sprinkled in as well. Those are my guys. Definitely fading the running game, expecting him to be behind and trailing the whole game. Yeah, I kind of like Russell Gage here too. Um... You know, this is a situation I've talked about in this podcast a ton. Like, the slot corners um, – is is P.J. Williams back? I think he, he was suspended for two games. I don't know if this is the second one or the third one. But um, whether or not he comes back, like, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has not been great in the slot either. So, I think, like, Russell Gage could be very interesting here. Like, we'd be loading up on Sanu in this matchup if it was Sanu. And Gage is just not a name. And he's 3.4K. I like Ridley, too. Julio's going to be shadowed by Lattimore. It's going to be a back-and-forth battle between those guys. Um, Austin Hooper is interesting as well. Um, yeah, you you got to get a little bit of exposure to this game. I like the Saints defense, too, for what it's worth. I think they're very yeah. much in play here. Um, if Ryan he is a little banged up still and, like, they just can't move the ball against this team, like, the defense is interesting. Um, you know, the Saints side of things um, – you know, we're looking and waiting whether or not Kamara is going to play or not. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, still dealing with, um, you know, a knee and ankle injury. Um, honestly, like, it doesn't really matter because if he doesn't play, you just play Latavius Murray. <laughs> like, if he does play, oh, you play Michael Thomas. <laughs> you play Michael Thomas either way. Right, yeah, Th- Thomas all the way. Uh Listen, man, Thomas, it's just certain receivers. It doesn't matter what week it is. Very seldom will they ever hurt you. Now, will they help you get to the top of a GPP? Sometimes they won't, but very seldom will they hurt you. Uh, and so that's how that, that's the category I have Michael Thomas in. Uh, he, you know, top of the board yet again, one of the best matchups of the week in terms of mono e mono. Uh, but also the most expensive, but I, I like him here. Um, and I, I think, you know, shout out to Latavius Murray, a guy that, you know, everyone thought was awful and open, you know, and, and, and you know, he went to Minnesota, played pretty well there, got, got some opportunities there, and, and now he's here in New Orleans and has had a chance to play two full games. And, I mean, he looks like Alvin Kamara light, doesn't have the same quickness, but – He's catching passes. He's getting in the end zone. And in terms of fantasy purposes, it's what you got to like. One of the guys that I want to point out in this matchup, Ted Ginn Jr., man, uh, hasn't had the same amount of targets as we're used to seeing. But I kind of treat him like Robbie Anderson. He's one big play away every week 
from just taking a 60-yard touchdown to the house at 3,700. If you're looking at stacking this game, I think you get some exposure to him. Traquan Swift is back. I don't care. Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn is my value play out of this game. Yeah, I like the Ginn call. He's always, like you said, uh, one big touchdown away. Um, I like that. Um, Detroit at Chicago, 41.5 total here. Chicago favored by 2.5. I have no idea how Chicago is favored in this game. After watching Mitch Trubisky last week, I already said it on the Monday podcast, was very wrong about him, took my L. Um, I was not wrong about Taylor Gabriel scoring a long touchdown. Trubisky underthrew him. He was still like a 56-yard pass or whatever, but Will, all he has to do is lead him a little bit. Like, he he waved well, by like it. I said he was going to do. And, man, he was so open. Anyway, um, Detroit side of things here. On paper, the Chicago defense is scary. But, like, if you've been watching the Chicago Bears recently, they have really struggled. And Matt Ryan's still going to chuck the ball a, a ton in this game. Like, do we continue to play Galladay and, and Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola? I will say this. You're probably going to get them at the lowest ownership you've had in three weeks now. I, I can tell you that much. Uh, here's why I think you, you can play Stafford in the passing game. Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, Paul Perkins. That's the incentive for Matthew Stafford to keep throwing. They call – you know, a, a running play, you know, let's say a 38 dive, and he steps in the line of scrimmage, he calls it in the huddle, and he immediately checks out. He's not running the ball. He's passing the ball, uh, and I think that's the incentive to look at these guys. You're going to get them at very low ownership. I mean, this, this is large field tournament play this week. Stafford to the passing game. You know they're going to be under-owned. I love this Stafford to the passing game call this week. Not playing any of the running backs. Stafford to the passing game. Large field GPP play of the week. Yeah, um, I like it. Um, as far as the Bears go, yeah, man, just watching that game and just watching Trubisky. I will say, like, David Montgomery seems to be the guy now. Like, they're finally giving him, like, the, the main work. Allen Robinson burned a lot of people last week. A lot of people last week. A lot of people were on Allen Robinson last week. Mm-hmm. I have no issue going back to the well on Allen Robinson here. Um, I will say, David Montgomery is really interesting, too. Detroit's allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Like, I think you can, I think you can look at David Montgomery at 5.3K. He was one of those other guys in that 5K range that I wanted to bring up. So, don't mind going back to A-Rob. And um, I don't hate David Montgomery here. Yeah, man, I, I totally get it. Um, I don't think I'm going to have any Montgomery this week, but I, I totally get the play. Um, I've been waiting for Tariq Cohen to get going. Excuse me. I mean, if you look at the – he's at 18.9% in the season, 23% week seven, 9% week eight, 23% week nine. Uh, if you think he's going to replicate, you know, over 20% of the target share – then I, I think he's a guy that you look at. I mean, it was only five targets last week, so I'm not. it's not anything that, that's crazy exciting. They don't have him as involved as they used to. Uh, but for a guy that's, that's able to take a screenplay to the house, I don't really want to play too many guys, but I think I would sprinkle him in, uh, in, in large GPP play. All right. Um, we're going to keep moving along here. <laughs> 
We have the Dolphins and the Colts, 44 total. Indianapolis favored by 10.5 in this one. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Miami Dolphins? Uh, not playing any Dolphins. I, I didn't play them last week against the Jets, and that was that. That was my bad. I'm definitely, and I, I mean, I, I did say that I like uh, uh, Parker. Um, I, I thought he was going to be good. He did score a touchdown, but you know, I, I'm definitely not playing them this week on the road in Indianapolis. Not touching them with the ten foot pole. Oh man, no Balazs here. Like this run defense, twenty seventh in DVOA against the run. We know that Walton got suspended. Like the Patrick, the pack, the backup running back is Patrick Lard and, and Miles Gaskin. Like I would be shocked if Balaj doesn't play like 60, 70, 75% of the snaps in this game. Well, hey man, listen, if, if you like Balaj, that's your that's your value play of the week. I I, I don't like it. It's really going to depend on, like, it's going to depend a lot on ownership, but I'll definitely have some exposure. And with Preston Williams going out, I'm definitely going to have some exposure to Vontae Parker here. Um, He's going to be the main guy. They're going to be trailing in this game. Um, I don't think I'd play like Hearns. I think Albert Wilson's a little interesting on the turf here uh, to get behind the defense type of play. But, like, I think Devontae Parker, his target share has been very strong um, with – Fitzpatrick at quarterback and um, Jakeem Grant came out of nowhere last week when Preston Williams got hurt and played a little bit. So, but yeah, it, it's Devonte Parker. It's Balage. I don't think I'd play Fitzpatrick here. He is interesting as a pivot off of um, Tannehill just because of the upside, but I still prefer Tannehill. Yeah, tight end had a big game last week, but I, I think that's fool's goal. But hey, I could definitely be wrong. Yeah, you know, the Colts do allow a pretty good amount of tight end t- or, you know, points. So, he's not the worst play, I don't think. Like, the targets from Preston Williams is going to have to go somewhere, and they're already throwing a ton anyway. So, like, we look at the pass attempts, 35, 34, and 36 for Fitzpatrick in the last three games. That's enough um, value on some of these guys that are cheap. So, yeah. Um, the Colts side of things, it sounds like Brissett is going to play. Um, I don't really like Brissett in this matchup, but I I love love Marlon Mack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I wish they wouldn't push Brissett. I mean, he's he has a sprained MCL. Yeah, just, just play Hoyer this week, and not even for fantasy, like for your season. I think Hoyer could get the job done. You know, one and a half games. It's the Miami Dolphins trying to lose. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't well, overthink I mean, what, this situation. Right. If what are we doing here, people? What are we doing? Uh, Go out and yeah. run the ball thirty times against the Dolphins here. Slow the game down and win the game. Like that's all you got to do here. Let's just be real. Yeah, that, that's all you got to do. So, I'm with you, man. Um, if if, if these guys find me, Zach Pascal, because T.Y. is going to be out. So, Pascal is a guy I, I think you can look at. Um, you know, Chester Rogers, he had five targets. Okay, you know, I, I don't it, not, nothing exciting, but I think Pascal's okay. Uh, and if, if Hoyer plays, then I think I may like Jack Doyle more than, than Ebron. Um, and I think he would become a really good value play. So, uh, those are kind of my guys. You brought up Marlon Mack. I don't have to hit. I do wish Mack was a little cheaper, like a 7K. I don't like that price. I wish he was like 6,200 or something, but 
nevertheless, he's still, he's still a fine play against Miami. I'm never going to talk anyone out of playing against Miami. They're the worst defense in football. Yeah, and, and again, like, you know, I don't have to do it here, but go look at the DVOA matchups that Marlon Mack has had recently at running back. Like, he had a good matchup against Kansas City and put up 20 fantasy points against them, but go look at some of these matchups that he's had recently. He's had some really – really tough ones so uh you know looking at it as a whole here i think this is a spot marlon mack could really crush miami's terrible they can't stop the run they're the only team that's worse at stopping the run is your team carolina is terrible at stopping the run. So, <laughs> um and we'll talk about that in a second but yeah like i like marlon mack i like the pascal call um it, whether or not it's Brissett or hoyer i think doyle is in play we don't have a ton of cheap tight ends that we like this week so um, moving right along here, we got the Panthers and the Packers. 46.5 total here. Green Bay favored by 5.5 at home. Um, man, Cam Newton to the IR. Like, I, I, honestly, I was waiting and waiting and waiting to see them announce that he was going to be back. And, like, that injury seems like it was pretty serious or the fact that, like, you know, Kyle Allen's been balling out. Yeah, man. Um I, I think Cam needs to get healthy, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I, I think I think that's what he needs to do if he wants to uh, continue to to have a healthy uh, career. At any rate, Kyle Allen is at the helm this week. Uh, the big decision of the day: what do we do with Christian McCaffrey at a massive, massive, massive 10k plus salary? Uh, I. This is a tough one this week, Stevie. He's been the best running back in football. He's had the safest floor in football. And last week, just when you thought it wasn't safe, he put up 40 fantasy points for 10K, and you needed him to take down a GPP. I, it's only $500 more. This week, I don't think I'm on Team Jamma, man. I think I'm going to have to fade McCaffrey this week and pray he doesn't break off an 80-yard touchdown after he's already scored a 30-yard receiving touchdown. And if we can – if he, if, if they can limit the big play, I think they'll be fine. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at this week, man. I'm not that interested in Carolina. I think D.J. Moore is fine because he's continuing to get a hefty target share. Uh, Curtis Samuel's fine as well. He's continuing to get a modest target share. I don't think I can play uh, McCaffrey this week, and I'm saying that uh, very, very loosely because I understand that if he's not running the ball, he they could easily dial him up eight to ten targets and he could crush in that that area. But I'm going to side with lineup construction and fade him this week. All right, so here's the biggest difference this week to last week. You know, we talked about Christian McCaffrey at 10K last week. We were kind of, you know, you were team jamming in. I was like, you definitely have to play him in cash. But the def- the biggest difference between this week and last week. Jalen Samuels was 4K last week. Like, he was an auto, he was almost an auto play. Like, let's just yeah. be honest. Like, in, in Tomlin's system, when you have a running back that's going to be the starting running back, you play him at, if he's 4K. Like, the biggest difference this week is, like, you don't have that 4K guy. Like, you're not – you're not taking the cap- <laughs> no, no, I'm just no. kidding, man. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, he's 3,800, and you can play him in tournaments. But, like – so, like, Christian McCaffrey last week and, and Jalen Samuels, you got two 7K guys, technically, because it was 14K a salary. So, like, 
when you broke it up, it was like, all right, I'm getting 7K for two starting running backs. McCaffrey, I'm getting him in. Like, this week, you're looking at it and you're like, hmm, we don't really have that guy. Now, we do have some guys like Singletary, you know, Montgomery, however you want to approach it. You have guys in that price range technically, in that 5K range. Well, honestly, I, I would not talk anybody off of playing Christian McCaffrey in cash games because the floor is just absolutely insanely massive. But he's not going to score two touchdowns every week. And, and like, maybe he will. And maybe I'm super wrong. And, you know, if he does, MVP. Like, done. Like, just give him the MVP. <laughs> but – like, he's doing it against good defenses, too. Like, San Francisco is a very good defense. He put up 30. Tennessee, they're shifty. They're not a great run defense. We talked about them. He only had three targets last week, and he turned one of those into a touchdown. Um, I really like DJ Moore in this spot. I really got on him heavy last week at the end of the week. I wrote him up in my Yahoo um, GPP play, like, tournament article. I really like him again. I'm not fading Christian McCaffrey, but I'll be underweight on Christian McCaffrey this week. Um, And it really just comes down to, I think Barkley against the Jets has the same 30-point upside, and he's $1,700 cheaper, and roster construction works better. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I'm with you, and that's where I'm at. I know you're not fading. I'm full fade McCaffrey this week. I just – I think I'm going to have some better lineups without even trying to get exposure. So I, I'm full faith McCaffrey this week, no doubt about it. Uh, you, you can take that to the bank. Perfectly fine. I'm not gonna ever talk you off of it. Um, the the price, like yes. for a ten five guy to get there, he's got to get thirty plus. And right. I'm not saying McCaffrey's not going to do that. Like you look at his season, he's gone over thirty. I think all but two games. Like he can easily get to thirty. I'm just saying, like. If anything happens, like if he doesn't score a touchdown and he touches the ball 25 times, he's not going to get there. He could put up 25 right. fantasy points and not be enough for your roster. So, yeah. Um, the Green Bay side of things, Aaron Jones is one of my favorite tournament plays this week. He absolutely crushed us last week. Like, absolutely. Eight carries, 30 yards. Looked terrible. It was one of his worst games he's had all season. This is an amazing matchup for him. Carolina cannot stop the run. They, they can't. They're 32nd in DVOA against the run. They're sixth in fantasy points allowed over the last um, – over the season. But over the last four games, they're first in fantasy points allowed. Like, this is the spot. Green Bay, they, they have, what, an extra few days here. Like, Aaron Jones is a big game coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Jones this week for sure. Uh, Carolina has really struggled at the, the the running back position, as you've already so eloquently pointed out. Jones is seventy four hundred, right in line with you know kind of the, the price where I like my running backs. Um, I think if you're feeling frisky, uh, maybe you get some exposure to Jamal Williams. He's a guy that's you know if you look at his game log, I mean he's really been pretty good since week six. Like even before that, I mean he had one in week two, put up thirteen, but. Since week six, man, 26, 13, 18, 16, I'm not trying to overinflate it. I do know Devontae was out, but Devontae was back last week against the Chargers, still put up 16.9. So um, maybe they won't have to throw it as much this game, but uh, I think he's a guy in large field tournaments. I, I, I don't mind getting exposure to Jamal Williams here. Um, I wouldn't run them both in the same lineup, obviously, but Jones and Williams, I think this is, this is a chance for them to have a big week. 
Uh, Devontae Adams, we saw last week, 11 targets, 7 catches, 41 yards. May not be completely healthy, but he's still going to get the largest target share in this offense. So uh, I think, you know, you get some exposure to him and you're probably going to get a very low ownership. Yeah, like, honestly, I don't mind Devontae at 6,900. Um, yeah. I like the idea of playing Aaron Rodgers with Jamal Williams. Um, yeah. His role in this passing game has been very interesting. So um, I don't mind that pairing either at 5,200. He's a guy that can go for 20. Rodgers could have a big game, kind of spread it out. And, um, you know, you get there in that aspect of things. So um, continuing to move on here, Will, we got the Rams and the Steelers. Um, let's start with the Rams. You know, this is a game that has a 43-and-a-half total. Rams are favored by three-and-a-half going into Pittsburgh here. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Rams? Yeah, man, um, Cooper Cup seems to have a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, like I said, I don't, I, I don't allow this to be the end-all, be-all. But, you know, I do like to look at it. It gives me an idea of what we may be looking at, and I don't think Cup's going to have nearly the traction that he, he usually gets. So uh, in a spot where we're going to get a guy like Cooper Cup at very low ownership, uh, he's priced up uh, as as usual. Um, you know, he's 7300 I, I think the price is fair. I like him a lot. Uh, I can't play Todd Gurley anymore. Um, I, just, I just have to hop off that train for this week. But uh, Robert Woods, 5,600, I think is a, just a little bit too cheap. Um, and then you've also got Josh Reynolds at 3,800. Um, you know, he's a guy that kind of stepped in for, for Cooks uh, and, and was able to kind of do, do a few things. So um, I, I, I don't hate him for the price. So um, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not going to play – uh, Jared Goff, though, I, I'm definitely not playing him. I, I get my exposure to the scoring through Cup, Reynolds, and Woods. Yeah, you play Jared Goff at home. Like, he's like Ben Rossenberg. You play him at home. Like, um, but Josh Reynolds at 38 is very much in play. I like the Cooper Cup call. Um, one of the reasons that, like, I'm thinking about not playing McCaffrey in cash is kind of getting, like, a Cooper Cup and getting the security but i like robert woods for tournaments um coming off a two target game that, that's in like it was just a weird weird game against cincinnati um i think this yeah. is a spot we go right back to the well on a guy like robert woods like his, his season target share is perfectly fine he's gonna see a bump with cooks out like like robert woods a lot here and uh really like cooper cup and i like that call I honestly, I don't hate like a Gerald Everett tight end type of play here either. Um, you know, Pittsburgh yeah. has allowed quite a few fantasy points to tight ends this season, so I don't mind like an Everett. Um, he's a guy that he, he you can't figure him out. That, like I've I've really struggled at trying to figure him out. Like his 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 stuff is all over the place. So I just gonna get exposure to him every week moving forward. <laughs> um, the Pittsburgh side of things, like, obviously the Pittsburgh side really matters on whether or not James Conner plays or not. Um, they, they're saying that, like, he practiced limited, but, like, it's very much in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think if he's out, then I think that drastically changes uh, the way you view this offense. Also, Jalen Samuels is 6,300, so uh, you, you have to make a decision. I mean, the guy had 13 targets last week. Uh, not only did he have 13 targets, he had 13 receptions. Uh, talk about a floor. 
Will he have that many targets this week? I don't think so, but I definitely think they're still going to be there. Eight to ten, I think he'll have those. Could he turn turn anything into a touchdown? Maybe. Um, but I think overall, I just I, I don't like the pricing per se on him. Juju Smith Schuster at 5,800 is a great price, but we all know that Jalen Ramsey is going to be on him this week. So uh, I, I'm willing to take the fade just because, you know, I haven't seen the upside completely from him this, this year. He hasn't been bad, but uh, I, we haven't seen consistent upside. So I'm willing to take the fade. All in all, I think my favorite target from this game is James Washington. Um, showed some life last week. Uh, Deontay Johnson's the guy that's been getting targets, but let's see if we can uh, continue our trend with James Washington and see if he can trend up, especially with uh, Juju probably getting the Jalen Ramsey Ramsey treatment. He's my favorite stealer. Other than that, though, I'm I'm really not going to have a whole lot of exposure to this offense. Yeah, like not a spot that I love. I do like Samuels on point full point PPR sites. Um, his yes. price come up on like Fanduel and stuff, so it's tougher to play him over there. Assuming that Connor doesn't play, um, I actually do like Deontay Johnson a little bit more than you. Um, I, I think that like this is a spot you can play Deontay Johnson. He still played more snaps and ran way more routes than James Washington. Washington had like a fluke catch last week too. I'm not I'm not hating on Washington. Um, but I, I think you can look at Washington. I think you can look at um, – I, I think you can look at Johnson. And, man, Juju is so cheap. Like – He's cheap. He's only had two really solid games this season. And Jalen Ramsey, I, I'm almost positive, has not shadowed since joining the Rams. So, um Maybe they run Juju around in the slot and stuff. They tend to do that. So, I don't know. Going to have to look into that a little bit more. But um, I don't – Juju's so cheap, man. Like, <laughs> you're getting a, a wide receiver with that much talent, that cheap. It's just crazy. But, yeah, I don't I don't really love um, Pittsburgh this week. All right, well, let's move on. We got um, Sunday Night Football. This is still on the main slate um, over there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, we got the Vikings and the Cowboys. Um, doesn't sound like Thielen is going to be back for this game. No. Um, what are no. your thoughts when it comes to Minnesota? Yeah, man, easy. Uh, play Kirk Cousins. You played Dalvin Cook, who let us all down last week. And you play Stephon Diggs, and I think that's what you do. I'm not worried about anybody else. Um, those three guys, you just load them up. Should be a good game for them. Yeah, like you know, Johnson. I don't think is cheap enough on fantasy draft. He he only really had one catch last week for a touchdown. Like it's Diggs, it's Cook. Like I don't think you need to really overthink this. The tight ends are interesting. Irv Smith and Rudolph are both running a bunch of routes, but I just don't know if you're necessarily going to need to go there. Maybe if you're playing like a showdown slate on like DraftKings, maybe that's where you play like an Irv Smith or something. But on the main slate on fantasy draft, it's Cook, it's Diggs, maybe some Cousins. And then on the Dallas side of things, like Minnesota's, you know, defense has been top 10 and run DVOA and pass DVOA this season. I think this is an interesting spot for, like, Dak and, and Gallup and Cooper, but I don't know about Zeke here. I don't know if we're looking at, like, pricing on this slate, Will. Like, are we really going to pay 16-2 for Zeke when we can pay 17-1 for Barkley or, you know, 
14-6 for Jones or something along those lines? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I think the only thing that, um, you know, you, you can do is probably fade them on, on the fantasy draft slate. I just – I don't see a reason to target them. They're better plays everywhere else. And that's the approach I'm going to take. So, I'm not playing any Cowboys. Uh, e- even in showdown, I think I'd rather side with the Minnesota guys. Um, obviously, you still sprinkle in some – you sprinkle in some Cooper, sprinkle in some Gallup, but overall – I'm more Minnesota than Cowboys this week. All right, Monday Night Football, Will. We got the Seahawks and the 49ers. I'm so excited about this game. We're really going to finally see. Like, we, we've we seen the 49ers play well against a bunch of good teams, but this is the t- this is the time San Francisco at home prove your worth. And, and I am a big fan of this 49ers defense. Anybody that's ever had, that's listened to this podcast this year knows that I think this defense is legit. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks? Um, uh, it all goes through Russell Wilson. Um, if he gets it done, they're going to win this game. Uh, if if he's under pressure and he can't escape and he can't get passes off, uh, they're going to lose this game. Bottom line, um, and that's that's really what it boils down to: is Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson going to be special enough to get past this this defensive pass rush um, because I think they're going to have trouble putting it on the ground. I know McCaffrey had a monster game, but overall this defense has been solid. Um, you know, in, in terms of DVOA, uh, you know, they're the number one defense rolling right now. The weakness, if you, if you look at it, if they had a weakness, it's somewhat the run. But overall, it, it's still the, the – the best defense on the slate that we're going to see. I, uh, it, it all boils down to how special is Russell Wilson going to be. He's going to have to get them out of some jams for this for them to win this game. Bottom line. Yeah, like, you know, obviously we were talking about maybe potentially the best defense this season against potentially an MVP quarterback, and it's going to be like, who's going to prove what? Um, so, yeah. on the showdown slate, like, I don't mind playing um, – some San Francisco, a lot of San Francisco and Russell Wilson to run it back on the Seattle side. I do like DK Metcalf here, size wise. He has a size advantage against these corners. Um, he's a big dude. We talk about it a lot. And I think that's something that could really come into play here. And I think it's a really, really tough matchup for Lockett. Um, one of the best slot corners in football this season has been Quan Williams. Um, the 49ers side of things here, Will, I like the 49ers side of this game a lot better. Like, as far as just looking at Seattle's defense this season, like, we should like the 49ers better in this spot. Yeah, for sure. Um, listen, Manny Sanders is only going to get better in this offense. He's only going to get better. Uh, and, and so... If, if Manny Sanders takes off in this offense, which I, I believe he is, then I, I think this is probably going to be the best team in football right now because now they're going to have guys that can you – you're going to have to pick your poison. Are you going to try to take away Kittle? You're never going to take away Kittle. He's playing tight end. Are you going to try to take away Manny Sanders? No problem. We'll just roll Kevin, Tevin Coleman out there. And just when you thought Tevin Coleman was going to get the ball, we're just going to sneak the ball to Matt Brady and let him run around. And then as soon as you figure that out, we're just going to run run the wide receivers back there and let Debo Samuel run it in for a touchdown. Good good luck. Pick your poison. Um, I, I'm all over San Francisco on this one. 
I do think Russell Wilson will be special enough to keep them in the game. I don't think he's going to be special enough to help them to help them win the game. He'll keep them in it. He won't help them win it. And so I, I like the 49ers here. Um, just, just a well-balanced, well-oiled machine right now. Um, Russell Wilson may prove us wrong, but I don't think so this time. And you know Richard Sherman on the 49ers side is going to be pumped up to play this game. You know he's going to be pumped up. Um, Captain Kittle for me. I love Kittle here. We, we've been talking about Seattle's struggle with tight ends all season. This is a really good spot for Kittle. Um, Kittle or Manny Sanders, one of those two guys. I like Telvin Coleman yeah. too. But um, All right, Will, let's play the morning grind game for week 10, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to use the DraftKings yes. main slate for pricing. Uh, give me running back, not in the top five, of pricing to go for 100-plus rushing yards. Man, give me Derrick Henry this week. Really like him against this Kansas City defense. All right. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, man. I'm going to go Singletary. Yeah, I like it. So mad at myself for pivoting off of him last week. Not fully, but enough to – Make a difference. Um, wide receiver for 100 receiving yards or more, not in top five. Yeah, man, give me a Christian Kirk. Let, let's go Cardinals. I'm actually shocked you did not take Odell Beckham. Like, I almost wrote it down. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Nah, I, I, listen, I, I, I told you guys I can't fade this game. This, this is the week. I got my Hattie B's hat on for those of you that aren't watching – a uh, little inside joke for me and Stevie and a few other guys. Uh, lunch is on me the next time in Nashville if we crank this thing out the way I expect. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, man, honestly, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm kind of debating on two guys, but I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins here. I was debating between him and DJ Moore. Um I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins. I think he has a good like game it. here, and I think he can get over 100. Uh, give me a tight end for a touchdown, not in the top five, Will. Uh, give me – I'm going to go with, I think, Delaney Walker's out. Give me John o. Smith, 3,800. I like that one. Um, 3,500. I said 38 or 35. Oh, man. O.J. Howard's going to score his first touchdown of the season this week. I just have a weird feeling. Um, give me O.J. Howard. You know what? Uh, I like that, though. I, I like I that. I like it. Uh, under 5K flex to score over 20 fantasy points. Well, who do you got? Uh, man, I was trying to beat you to the point on that one. I, I, I'm going to go with the guy that uh, – wait a minute. Dang it. I thought I had it pegged, man. I was going to go with Zach Pascal against Miami, but he's 5,300. Give me uh, – give me, give me Robbie Anderson at 47. R- Robbie oh, Anderson, 4,700, yeah. Yeah, you just need that long touchdown. You just need that one long touchdown. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, Devontae Parker. Like, I, I, like I, I was going to go Landry, but he's too chalky. I'm going to go with Devontae Parker. Um, and then give me a quarterback for over 300 yards, Will. Hmm. No, no secret. Oh, can't be in the top five. Great. Just outside. I'm, I'm going to stay on brand this week. Kyler Murray, 6,500. 
he's, he's going over this week, man. Can't wait to fire out some Murray. Yeah, I like that one. Um, it would be very off-brand of me not to say Ryan Tannehill here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. What? Well, welcome, oh, welcome boy. everybody else to the Ryan Tannehill train. Um, <laughs> all right, Will. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Let's have some fun. I'm, I'm pumped about this week. I'm really excited. All right, uh, we're gonna get out of here. If you're looking for some basketball information, ton of stuff going on here. Roto Grinders for premium. If you're a premium member, make sure you're checking out Discord. So much information being passed around in Discord on not just how to build lineups, but roster construction and routine, everything. We got into a conversation last night that was uh, very, very good. So if you haven't checked out Discord and you're a premium member, you're not using all your benefits, so make sure you're doing that. That's going to wrap it up here for week 10. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA for Friday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.